I, I definitely think a great leader and especially leaders of the future need to be kind and vulnerable, most importantly, because we go back to that um, kind of solid statement of people buy into people. And so what I believe it does to your audience or to your colleagues or kind of to your community is it enables them to feel that they too can overcome challenges in a similar or same way and kind of grow and prosper forward. On today's episode of Tech Talks, we are talking to Sonia Barlow, who's on a panel with me at Omna Women and Allies, and we're talking all about female leadership in technology. This is Tech Talks, your twice-weekly technology podcast featuring interviews and insight from across the tech industry. This morning, I'm joined by Hayley and Courtney. How are you both feeling? Don't lie. Fresh. <laughs> I, I'm fine. I've just got a little bit of a foggy head. So, uh, just to put some context around this, we had a company, kind of a financial year kickoff, an afternoon of presentations and the like, uh, which Coffee you do both. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it uh, kicked off. <laughs> oh, what time did you two finish? Uh, I'm views late. I was midnight. Really? So not too, it's not too late, but late enough on a Wednesday. Yeah, but given that you're both like 17, it's fine. I am not 17. <laughs> I had to go home at Corbus and I was like, mm, if I say any later, I'm, I'm not going to be in. I can't hack it anymore. It was a you Wednesday. You went out till midnight. That's, I know. that's a fairly good effort. It's a Wednesday. Is that not a good effort? No. I guess, but it was like, <laughs> you started like, just disappointed, didn't me? Yeah. Anyway, you both, you, both, uh, you both spoke at the afternoon. For the first time, actually, on the panel, Future in Tech. Yeah, yeah. Mm. kind of like a like a mini kind of tech talks thing in front of a group of people. Yeah, no, it was yeah. really good. I, I really enjoyed it. How yeah. was how was going up and, and talking in front of people? I was nervous at first, and then as soon as I sat up there and I saw everyone I knew, I was like, it's fine. I'm okay. I know what I'm going to say. See, I often find sitting in front of a whole load of people that I know more nerve-wracking than a whole load of people I don't know. Ah, yeah, I guess... Whenever yeah. I watch people present, I always look at them and like, you know when people present and they're really confident, I think, you look great. And then when you see people who are maybe a little bit nervous, you're like, oh, you can act, just just think about how you look like and think about how people are perceiving this because they don't think you're silly if you're being over like, do you know what I mean? People don't look at you and think, oh, you look so bad. So it's like, you just go for it. You shouldn't be up there. <laughs> yeah, like people should, won't be thinking that. So you just got to like, That's go for it. That's a important message though. Like, like the amount of people I've said to, like, just, just... When you're standing up there, people are not waiting for you to no, fail. Exactly. No, exactly. That's what I meant to say. And it came out in like jumbled dub. <laughs> no, I, was, it was, I knew what you meant. Yeah. I'm sure everyone else listening does. Yes. Um, and you also had an exciting time. More of time. that to come, by the way. <laughs> Apologies. You had an exciting time because you pitched a sunglasses business to our CEO. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> Free advertisement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more of this to come. Instagram um, handle... Yeah, you never know. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right. Anyway, on the theme of panels and talking to room full of people, uh, our guest is Sonia Barlow, who's been on the podcast actually quite recently. The reason why Sonia's joining me uh, to chat um, is because we were at the Omni Women and Allies event uh, on Tuesday. I'm just trying to remember where, where we're at now. Obviously, this is, going well. out. Yeah. this is going out on Friday. <laughs> we're recording Thursday. Omni Women and Allies was on Tuesday. <laughs> I wish it was Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I thinking it was a Friday. Um, so yes, uh, please do listen, because Sonia's got some brilliant insight here around female leadership, and then we'll have a chat about that afterwards. So today I'm joined by Sonia, uh, Sonia Barlow, the founder of uh, 
like-minded females. How are you this morning? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Yeah, my brain's clearly, clearly still scrambled from yesterday. Um, <laughs> it was a long day yesterday, but it was great. It was great. Um, just to give some context around why I've asked Sonia to come back on. She was on a panel yesterday at the Omni Women and Allies event at Westminster County Hall. Um, should mention it's Omni Women and Allies, which is an annual Omnicom conference, obviously celebrating uh, women in technology and female leadership. And uh, yeah, you very kindly joined me on a panel uh, and gave plenty of insights around communities. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, it was really good. Um, it was a bit overwhelming, I think, sometimes because, you know, probably this time last year, I was probably one of the audience members. And now I'm on the stage giving insights and helping everyone else either become a part of a community or uh, kind of giving them, giving them tips on how they can found and launch their own community. So it was also... Look, just to be honest, you sometimes feel like a bit of a fraud because, you know, that whole imposter syndrome thing, I do. Like, what the hell am I doing up there when you've got execs and whatever else? And you're like, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead the conversation now and everyone's going to listen. Yeah, I feel like that um, yesterday was one of those moments because obviously we were on the panel with Rowena and Rachel. So Rachel, I followed for quite a long time. And the Rowena, I know because I used to work for her parents' company. So for me, I was just sitting up there like, these these are major people. <laughs> And I've just kind of found myself in the mix. Um, and it's, Yet, I just think it's crazy. Yet, that said, when we came off stage, I noticed that someone immediately walked up to you and said, hey, really enjoyed your comments on the panel. Yes. So she walked up to me and said, I really liked your comments also because my narrative was from that of um, a woman who's kind of grown up as an ethnic minority in the country. So she was mm-hmm. like, it was great to hear someone who was a British Pakistani, share her view, also because she thought I was 95%. She she, she, um, she thought that I was most probably Indian. So for her, that association with, oh, you're not Indian, and, and though we're one the same, she's like, you have a really similar story to mine because you're from Pakistan, and so you definitely understand the cultural barriers that I've grown up with. I really like seeing you up there and representing um, that community. So that that really made my heart melt. And I suppose, which is very nice, um, <laughs> look, kind of putting putting the sentiment to one side. Yeah, I suppose the whole reason that that we have events and live events is so that people can identify with people, find find strands that make sense to them that they can then take confidence or something. But like you know, you often go to a lot of conferences and wonder what people take away from them. And and one thing I was keen in the panel yesterday was to round off with some practical advice. And you gave some of that around networking. Um but I suppose as well at the same time, especially perhaps if you are from a minority group of some kind, having someone to identify with and just kind of give you a little boost that you are not alone is a really positive thing. Yeah, most definitely. After in, when it was a networking drinks and nibbles, I had a few ladies approach me or those who uh, predominantly identified as as kind of women and non-binary to, to mention that it was great to see someone who was either of a similar age or a background or a social mobility and setting um, mm-hmm. sit up there with kind of other industry leaders and talk about how she or they have formed a sense of community and it gave them hope that they can go do the same. Yeah. Which is yeah. always really nice because that's the intent. I think as a panel guest or as a speaker or anybody who is um, sharing their two cents, you have to be able to provide real actionable points that someone can take away today and tomorrow 
to start creating those changes and living that kind of better life. Nobody wants to be just talked at. I just think that's the most boring thing to sit there in an audience and someone's just blabbing at you, um, but not really helping you. Now, one of the key themes yesterday was around kindness in leadership. Um, and I know you, unfortunately, I know you missed this session, but I'm going to talk to you about it anyway. Okay. Which is run by, yeah, which was run by Debate Mate. Um, mm. And they basically had uh, six people up on stage uh, arguing for and against the motion that this house believes that to be, uh, sorry, that great leaders show vulnerability. And they did a straw poll, which actually I stuck on Twitter. Um, I took the video kind of reaction, a straw poll of the audience beforehand saying, do you agree or disagree with the statement? And I'd say that of about the 250, 300 people that were there, 95% of people agreed with that statement that great leaders display vulnerability. And after the debate, they actually had reversed their position to the opposite, which mm-hmm. surprised me. Uh, fair play to, to – because they had they – had you know, year 12 students arguing for and against. Uh, and we weren't told whether or not it was actually their their, their personal views. They were just using it as a debate exercise. Yeah. But people had changed their view to the idea that great leaders don't have to display vulnerability. And I thought that was odd because I absolutely do believe that good leaders or great leaders should display some vulnerability. Yeah, I agree with you. I you know, kind of brownie points to the team for making the audience reverse their 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 thinking and statement. Great debate team. Definitely need to um, get in contact with them. But I, I definitely think a great leader and especially leaders of the future need to be kind and vulnerable. Most importantly, because we go back to that um, kind of solid statement of people buy into people. Mm-hmm. And so if you're enabling one and if you're if you're showing your kindness and your insecurities but most definitely saying here's somewhere where I've struggled and I've, I've felt a challenge, but here's how I've overcome that challenge. And now we're stronger. That shows a real sense of person and human. And so what I believe it does to your audience or to your colleagues or kind of to your community is it enables them to feel that they too can overcome challenges in a similar or same way and kind of grow and prosper forward. Saying that, I do think that people confuse kindness with softness and weakness. And so that's one way we have to be really careful. I give you a really good good kind of general example. I think I'm quite a kind of vulnerable leader, but then sometimes I do feel that the kinder I am, the less people take me seriously and the less they take me as a leader. Mm if that makes sense. And so... Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, just to to pick up on that, I mean, one comment that Devika made on the panel yesterday um, about uh, having the courage to go for it around leadership was she said that the feedback that she got, quite frankly, was that she was too pretty to be a CEO. Yeah, and I get that. mad. And um, just about a month ago, I actually went to an event. Uh, I I think I uh, mentioned it to you before everyone else. I went to an event which was on funnily enough diversity and race and ethnicity and I walked to that room and everybody was very much like suited and booted it was in 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 the middle of bank and now as a leader I just don't I just feel like I can dress how I want basically and still show up I walked in and I guarantee I'm telling you six out of six people I met genuinely looked at me and were like you're you're too young to be a leader I was like I don't know what that means they were like you're too young really or and one made a comment of like 
well, you don't look like the typical leader should. I was like, I don't know what that means, especially ironically when we're in an event when it comes to race, ethnicity and diversity. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because if you look at leaders and you take it outside of the work context, traditionally, if you if you look through antiquity, a lot of leaders tended to be very, very young. Yes, and, exactly. Um, if you're talking about, like, say, Henry V, which is kind of from a from a literary point of view, certainly the way he's portrayed in Shakespeare. I mean, Prince Hal goes through this rapid transformation, but he's still a teenager, effectively. Yeah. But he's still a great leader. Um, so why we assume that leaders have to be a certain thing is bizarre, given that cultural and literary references or we get we get thrown with those that aren't. The other thing that I found really interesting yesterday. Um, was that when they started talking about leadership, they started talking about politicians. And I don't think that's necessarily helpful. Because they were talking about Theresa May, they were talking about Margaret Thatcher, they were talking about Boris Johnson and and Donald Trump. And they were saying, here are some leaders that don't show vulnerability. And it's like, they might have won elections, but they're not good leaders. A lot of politicians succumb to boom and bust. That is not a way to run a business. That is not a way to build culture at a company. They prey on people's other vulnerabilities to get themselves elected and quite rapidly will find themselves voted out of office very quickly because they are ineffective as leaders and they don't see change. Wow, you've so got I, strong political views. I can well, see out. <laughs> hey, look, I'm just talking broadly, but I, I don't understand why you would kind of go, well, hang on a minute, let's take a look at political leadership and put it in a work context. Because work is is an entirely different environment that is looking for someone to take people on a journey that is much longer and much more personal than headlines and sound bites. Yeah, you're completely right. And it goes back to that, you know, kind of first first question is, what what is a leader? I think many people ask, what is a leader? And I, and I definitely think that through society, through the new generations and mindsets that are coming in, that definition of a leader is changing. That definition of a leader is no longer like you've just suggested politicians and those who are in the limelight. They are people who are trying to create change from kind of taking small baby steps, really allowing people to come on that journey with them, educating them on why something has to take place and then, and then moving it forward. Mm. Um, Politicians are, people in um they're in decision making power but i wouldn't say they're leaders by by any means to me a politician is not my type of my kind of leader it's not someone that i look up to and think oh i either want to be you when i grow up or i think that you're really trying to change society for the good my types of leaders are you know you mentioned kind of um uh devika but you also mentioned you know rowena was on the panel and Mm. Uh, just just to be honest you know Anne Marie was on the panel those are three females that I can just call out and say they came up with an idea to try and make something better they found a hole they wanted to fill that hole with great talent with community with spirit and they're trying to move that forward with momentum those are leaders to me if you are put in a place of power because you have the privilege to do so um, and even then you're not listening to the rest of community, I don't think you are the leader and you're definitely not a future leader. And I think that statement of future leaders came up quite a lot as well, that there's leaders mm-hmm. today, but the leaders of tomorrow are going to be completely different because the leaders of tomorrow are focused on sustainability, ethics, values, community, society. And again, going back to kind of the moral, the, the kindness is how are you displaying kindness in society and what can that kindness do for you and for all of you moving forward? I think the 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 conversation and the debate yesterday because it was it was great it was a great example and it got people thinking 
got it got a little bit bogged down in the semantics of what vulnerability is and i think fundamentally vulnerability is just that human side of us right it's it's the bit that goes oh crap i did that wrong or mm. Mm, maybe on reflection that wasn't the best way to do something and actually in a working context someone who can turn around and go i'm sorry i shouldn't have done that and i apologize and then change that's that's showing vulnerability. It's, vulnerability isn't breaking down and having a having a nervous breakdown every five minutes. Yeah. It's having it's having the humility to go, you know what? Maybe I got that wrong, and I am listening, and I am prepared to alter the way that I work. And people respond to that because it, it it's part of the DNA that we all have built into us. Yes, but then if you flip it around, society today is built on perfectionism when you think about social media you think about the content you post online or what's around you everything mm. perfect you're walking down the street and the billboards have perfect or perfect style images you're going on instagram and everything is curated so it looks like the perfect feed device and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so we're also in this in this kind of flip um flip mantra of well yes but we must share successes more than we must share failures and mm. we need to start having those conversations of I don't want to know when you've succeeded I want to know when you failed and and really destroyed yourself and not known what to do and how you've come out of that hole because for me failure is the one thing that we have universal and it's consistent you don't know everything and going back to that leader conversation being a vulnerable leader one a leader a new definition of someone who's creating change through a community or by taking a community on that journey and two vulnerability meaning you're enabling someone to understand your faults, but most importantly, you're um, educating them on how you've learned from that fault and how you've moved forward. Yeah. Look, um, obviously, yesterday was an amazing event. Omni, Omni Women, Omnicom put on an amazing Omni Women and Allies event. Uh, Sonia, talking about um, like-minded females, anything that anyone can get involved with coming up? Yeah, we've got tons of events and workshops coming up so we've just started webinars online so you can um, get involved with them every monday 7 p.m uk time for free and everything's about educating empowering connecting um if you follow our social channels there's tons of material that we're now sharing so recommendations and ways that you can really just uplift yourself and become your own leader or a member of the community um, and we're always looking for feedback right everything we do is for the community and everything is made by the community. So it's if you feel like you're lacking in something and you don't necessarily know where to go for that educational, that empowerment, then you can kind of drop me a message and I'll make sure that I can send some tools and resources out to you just so that you can, you know, kind of become your own future leader in yourself. Well, look, thank you for taking the time to chew over yesterday and uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, of course. I'm not entirely sure where to start, but I suppose... I suppose, first of all, what traits do you think make a good leader? Hmm. Well, when they was talking about kindness and leadership, yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. I've worked in quite a few places, and I find that people being real, relatable, brings out the best in people. Mm-hmm. I am a real firm believer in that. Um, and even when they were saying about the young leaders and things like that, I think they actually are probably a bit more current. They know what the younger people want. I don't think Henry V's current, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. Like, But people talk about real, and it's a very kind of you don't vogue know. word yeah. in it, like to say someone's real. But, 
you know, just, lots of people are like, I'm real, like, well, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I'm thinking back to Love Island a couple yeah. of years ago, that girl who wouldn't shove about being real yeah. when she was really oh fake. But what Georgia. does, Georgia. yes, <laughs> but what does, what does real even mean? So, like, we, do we mean like authentic? Person, mean, authentic, like, so, just a normal person developing yeah. personal relationships with individuals and not just being that scare, slightly scary CEO, CIO yeah. leader. And actually just kind of sitting down with the people that, Help the business. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it in a recruitment sort of sort of. Yeah, it's a good point. Aspect right? because they are the people that are bringing in the money, the recruiters yeah. in a way, and they've actually people that come down and sit with us and speak mm. to us and see how we're going and how they can improve. We can help improve the business. Yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, we have a new female CEO and she is yes, not scary. Again. No, she's not. No, she's great. She's personable. She's lovely. Yeah, yeah. kind. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think that I love that she made this point in the podcast and it's about making mistakes, mm-hmm. getting over them, that's going to make you better and preaching that actually because no one wants to, a manager is someone who tells you what to do, do this, do this, do this, do yep. this. A leader is taking you on that journey with you and like that is how people in the company grow, they progress because you're involved and that's what like the staff want because mm. as a, as a start part of the team, when we talk about things, I love being involved Mm. And like that's what really buys you into a business, I think. Anyway, yeah. people might disagree, but no, definitely. I, I think she spoke a lot about educating mm. as well, and it didn't take me as a surprise, but it was a kind of. It made so much sense to me because that that's a word that I wouldn't actually think if I was describing a leader at first, but it's true. Like a great leader is someone that educates people and helps you individually to grow as well as help the company mm. and it's all about yeah. personal growth and it's it makes you kind of admire them I, I know he's not a female leader but if you're just talking about leadership generally people often refer back to Tom Blomfeld or Blomfield I couldn't remember off the top of my head but the CEO and founder of Monzo uh, as being a, a good example of a leader who shows his scars and his vulnerabilities because he will quite regularly talk about his mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And they're seen as a very good employer for people who are from the LGBT community and who maybe do have, or more open about mental health struggles yeah. because he is so open and so vocal mm. about the experiences that he's been through. Makes it the norm, isn't it? Yeah, I think it just encourages an open mm. relationship which is developing trust do you know what I mean by mm. that? Um, and as well, like a leader who is open to say, like, I don't know everything. I'm keen to learn as well. Challenge me. You know, <coughs> like, I think... That's well, we're never the finished article, are we? No, but there are people out there who are like, I know everything, it's my way or the highway, who aren't, like, adaptable. I think it is down to education, though, and, yeah. and upbringing. Because some people can come from, like, a private school, and I, I'm, this is quite bad, and I, I don't mean offence by this, but <laughs> a little... Like terms, conditions, like a disclosure thing there. Um, oh, I think they're all but, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can blame I Dave don't. now. No, coming, coming from Rimmel. Shout out to Ben Rimmel, <laughs> private school. Oh, there's quite great. a few on the floor, but anyway. yeah, there is actually more than I thought in recruitment. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, not. It says yeah. a lot about the uh, education. The, the education of private school people. No. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, all good. <laughs> um, but it does. It does stem from that privilege kind of they deserve they think they deserve a lot more than what they've actually worked for right and people that come from a different background um they i feel like they they've got more they've got more push they've got more drive more ambition um 
and yeah, and just just work hard. I know that's that's really bad sometimes. It is a generalisation, but I, there is that aspect of if you have come from you want a to particular well. strata of society, then maybe you feel a little bit more entitled to certain stuff. Yeah. And I don't think it's entitlement. Gen- Generalisations typically exist based on something, mm. but they are certainly not the rule. Obviously, they're no, exceptions. not exceptions. But yeah. What do you think about this um, bit where Devika said that she'd been told that she was too pretty to be a CEO? Oh, that was that awful. annoyed me. I've even yeah, I've... and too young to be a leader. Like oh, because people are like, like, I haven't got the words. Just, annoyed just me. angry. <laughs> no, but I I've, I I thought straight to the um, that point, and people overlook certain like skills because they think oh she's pretty. That's how she got the job. Oh she's pretty. That's why she's actually been able to step up on mm. the like into a promotion and they overlook the actual little bits that matter the most yeah and it just, that really infuriated me but you know what like I think it's an opportunity for people to take that on board prove them wrong break yeah. the mould yeah. yeah because it's completely irrelevant isn't Definitely. it it's irrelevant yeah, yeah. It why, is. why should the, like, why should you be um, what's the word not Criticise, yeah, I guess criticise fits. Criticise for the way you look and how young you are. If you've got great ideas yeah. and you've got stuff about you, then mm. go for it. Like you, anyone can do it. Anyone can do anything they want to do. Yeah, preach. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And actually, we was told that yesterday, weren't we? Yeah, we were. We were. Um, fine. I suppose one last thing I want to ask because it was asked of people on stage at the event. Um, who's your favourite female leader? You can't say Bev. That's just brown nosing. <laughs> oh, this is a difficult one. Uh, why are you laughing? <laughs> you don't have a single female oh. leader that you look up to. Come on, Corny. The woman from the suffragettes. Emily Pankhurst. Yeah. I'm a bit. This is really bad. No, no, no. Right, so basically, I follow a few people on LinkedIn, but. Mm-hmm. And I, I always look at them and I'm always like, wow, I'm you're incredible, but I really can't think of their names. You put me on the spot. Right, okay, fine. Okay. Hang on a minute. Like, come on. This is, this is mental. Like, you could pick Can we ask us a question and cut this one out? Like, Michelle Obama? Yeah. I don't mean, like, just in business, guys. Oh, I just okay, mean, fine, fine. like, full stop. There's so many people, but you, I can't think right now. We've got foggy heads. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many. One of the people on stage at the event said Rihanna. Okay. Because of her, she's set up, like, a business empire around a clothing line and yeah. all the bits and pieces. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was, I would, to be fair, I, I, I was a bit like, Yeah, well, I wouldn't I think that. that. So, now, now we're going off on that tangent, I'm now. I like Jessica Alba. Yeah, I do. I'll be That's honest. a name from the past, isn't it? Yeah, so she runs a business called The Honest Company. Right. And I just feel like I, I follow her and like all the things she sort of says, and I think oh, you're great, man. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an American. I think you felt uh, yeah, almost as weird man. as at the event. There was a moment where one of the one of the speakers got on stage after we'd done a panel. Um, this amazing woman called Sophia but as she walked on they they were playing music for people as they walked on and they played the song you know uh, that song by Mabel yeah yeah sing it, sing it. I, don't, I can't I, think no I really can't don't think. trick me I, I, I can't what is it what does it go like just hum it come on <laughs> oh no you can look it up afterwards anyway <laughs> so close I know so close. anyway she walked onto that song and as she got up there she was like oh who chose that song that's a bit of old school R&B and I was like pretty sure that's like in the charts now isn't it I, I must be so out of touch I felt so old 
I, again, I can't... Shut up, Corny. Right, we'll go to a break and we'll come back with some technology news. Once a month, Tech Talks opens The Tuck Shop, a YouTube tech news roundup, which is kindly carried by Disruptive Live. Disruptive Live is the UK's first and only 24-7 TV channel for the technology industry. Stay up to date with all the latest industry news by following our regular talk shows broadcast live across the Disruptive Live website and social media channels. You can also catch Disruptive Live at some of the largest global technology events, broadcasting from London, Manchester, Singapore, Dubai, and many more. This is really sing it. I'm not going to sing it. All right, enough of that. Um, let's get some some technology news. There was no way I was humming or singing that. <laughs> You know this is still recording, right? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, it is. You'll cut that out. <laughs> oh. uh, right, hang on. So a piece of technology news today is uh, all around the fact that LinkedIn are about to introduce stories onto the platform. Uh, a 24-hour uh, way that, according to them, replicates the similarly ethereal and light cubicle coffee shop banter that characterises interactions in the business world. LinkedIn sound a bit out of touch here. Well... My thoughts on this. Right. They need to innovate somehow because they are the same all the time. And what, everyone, so every other social media is like doing other things. Imitation. However, it's not really innovation. Yeah. No. Okay, fine. But you know what I mean. Well, no, I'm having a go at them, not yeah, you. No, They're I just know. Copying. They're just, there's no point. But, so I understand that they need to do something more, but I don't think many people will be happy with this just purely for the fact that you already get the people on LinkedIn who are like, this isn't Facebook, which is fair enough. <laughs> Which is fair enough. But people do act like it's Facebook people and now that's going to go crazy. videos in the gym and I'm Also, I, I, I thought we were kind of getting away from the idea that office... Whilst you want, you want to have a nice dynamic with your teammates, obviously, in, in the office. But mm. banter as such is something that the industry as a whole is trying to move away from, right? Or, or promoting the idea of banter. They're promoting the balance, aren't they? They're promoting enjoying work. Yeah, um, the culture thing. The culture is a big, big thing. But, but culture is within your teams. It's with people that you know and have relationships with, not yeah. over something like that. Banter that I have and well, and Haley that we have with our team should not be shared on LinkedIn. No, <laughs> like at all. So Good I just point. don't see the no, point at all. But that's fair. Like you know, no you build up relationships with people that you work with because you work with them yeah. and you get to know each other. You don't. Then air that. It's private Is jokes. It an advertisement ploy. Ah. That, I mean, this is me with my thinking cap on, my, my, my yeah. money making one. And <laughs> you're entrepreneurial. Money. Yeah. Money. Can I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Do you want to get your sunglasses on that? <laughs> Yeah, whether, whether it is a rambling piece to camera delivered by a video or a haphazard burst of images and screenshots, the informal and lightweight nature of stories is increasingly coming to define what we think of social media. It's fundamentally different from the early social, social internet, uh, where blog posts and dating profiles and even Facebook statuses were laboured over and crafted to display your originality and ability, but to some extent... With, pros- with posterity in mind. I mean, this is just nuts. There's an entire there's an entire generation growing up with stories as a way of speaking no, who prefer not. to share content that lives 
in a moment rather than as an item in a feed. But this is LinkedIn. This is not also, Instagram. Also, people aren't on there for the, for a day sometimes. I know that recruiters are on LinkedIn every day. But sometimes I see posts from four days ago. And I'm like, that's great. But mm. I don't see stuff like as it comes out. And I, I don't mind that. I just think LinkedIn's going to get flooded with absolute rubbish. And but what's the point? Guys, you got to think, right, there is so many unnecessary videos on LinkedIn already. Yes. <laughs> so like, just, I post like, many of them. No, you're like, <laughs> no, what I mean. And I share. Like, I watch things about, like, I mean, I like them. And I, like, I'm, I'm a preacher for, like, the puppies getting rescued. Like, oh, the dog videos. But they're videos. always on there, like, so, like, are they just going to basically stop people being on the feed, putting those things in the feed, and then they'll now be in stories? Yeah, they'll be both. So, I mean, is there good or bad in this? Probably. It's going to happen. We'll have to accept it. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's a terrible idea. However, I probably will still watch them. Will you post them? I definitely will not post them. Fair enough. <laughs> right, well, look, thank you for joining watch me today. Um, you got through it, guys. You might be a little bit hungover, but you got through it. Well I'm done. just yeah, very fair. It came out a lot better than I thought. <laughs> I thought it would be awful. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, maybe someone will tell us that it was. It was Sorry, my anyway. favourite one so far. <laughs> yeah. Sonia, thank you for being our guest. Have a lovely weekend. Bye.